The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first. Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, we're going to talk about pretty fantastic episode, uh, kind of a weird episode of Dynamite in some parts, yeah, but by and large, pretty damn fun. Uh, episode of you know, AEW. If, if you look at it from a purely wrestling perspective, mm-hmm. not yeah. a whole lot to quibble with here. From uh, oh, yeah. in terms of in ring action, it was a really good episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, as far as story stuff, a few little things. Uh, it seems like we might finally have the name of this William Regal, John Moxley, Brian Danielson faction uh, at the end of his promo following their win over the Pillmans. Mm-hmm. Uh, John mm-hmm. Moxley seemingly dubbed the trio the Blackpool Combat Club. So it's it's pretty wordy. It's pretty mouthy. The Blackpool Combat Club. It's going to sound yeah. great when Regal says it. I'll tell you what, though. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll sound true. Everything he says sounds terrific. That is true. Um, that is true. Yeah. And, and he was uh, essentially issuing uh, their recruitment message. Hey, mm-hmm, yeah. if you want to join, come on in. But... You got to go down to a place mm-hmm. uh, full of pain mm-hmm. uh, to earn your badge of honor and join up with the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. Did Wheeler Yuta jump the gun last week? Should he have waited for their recruitment message to open the the doors here? You know, this is perhaps the most pointed recruitment message, but it's not necessarily a new one. Yeah, I think, sure. you know, over the last couple weeks, ever since Regal showed up at Revolution, uh, they've been pretty clear, even since before that, when Mox says, hey, Danielson, if you want to be friends, we got to bleed together. Mm-hmm, yeah. That is kind of, you know, in, in one phrase, the catch-all of what this is all about. Mm-hmm, yep, you want to yep. join up? 
we gotta go be we gotta go do violence on each other you know mm-hmm. we gotta beat yeah, each yeah. other up we gotta bleed together and then you gotta show me what you're made of and then if i think you pass muster welcome mm-hmm. yeah that could be um we also got I me mean, there was some speaking of wheeler yuda a little bit of uh dysfunction there in the best friends trent just coming out we all saw it we all knew it. He never fist bumped uh, Wheeler. Never from did. The second he got back from injury, never did. Did not like this Wheeler Uta guy, and uh, Wheeler's like, "Hey man, I'm trying to better myself by joining the the BCC mm-hmm. Blackpool Clobbering Club, Combat Club. Yeah, that too. Uh, so uh, so that's good. Now you have a theory about. Let's talk about the title scene because a couple of uh, signifiers tonight. Uh, there there's a line at this point. Of people seemingly chomping at the bit uh, to get to to Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. Now some are more obvious than others. Let's start with the obvious one. The next in line is going to be just a rematch with Adam Cole. Seemingly. Probably not at a pay per view. No. Um, probably be on episode Dynamite. Or is there another uh, edition of Battle of the Belts coming up soon? Maybe they'll do it on on that show. That's a possibility. Battle of the Belts, or they'll do like a special theme. I don't know what what's coming up. April they have like a, a, a tax day themed episode. Oh, maybe. That'd be cool. What would you call a tax day themed episode? Um, you know, uh, uh, fight for the file. How's that? Not good. That's horrible. Not good. <laughs> file fest. There you go. That's even worse, maybe. <laughs> um, so next in line, obviously, is going to be Adam Cole. He's going to lose. Yeah. Next in line is going to be one of two guys, I think. Chris Jericho. CM Punk also made, as you put in your notes here, the universal sign for. I want title shot. Or I, I want title. that title shot. He beat MJF. Uh, he beat tonight a huge opponent in uh, uh, Dax. Hell of a match, too. Oh, dude, those oh, FTR wow. guys. Sorry, specificity is dead. Might have it. Graps for the tax. That's horrible. Files and deliver? That's terrible. These are all awful. Tax that ass? <laughs> tax that ass? <laughs> you, what are you guys doing today? All right, let's get back on track. Come on. Come on. Okay. Uh, so uh, you seem to think it's going to be Jericho at Double or Nothing. Why would you say that as opposed to like Punk? Um, Jericho makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're building up as a, a, a heel again. Uh, three years ago, uh, he and Hangman uh, wrestled in the first match ever for the AEW Championship. Um, and uh, it's, it's a good win for, for Paige. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the one of the reasons that they probably had Dark Order members John Silver and Alex Reynolds wrestle Jericho Appreciation Society at night is because of their ties to Paige. I feel like they're laying the groundwork now, and then, I don't know, probably like in a month's time, yeah, roughly, they'll really start moving with that. That's just my supposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, you know, they like their, they like their symmetry. They like mm-hmm. their, their full circle stuff. They like call back older stuff. Yes. All that. Yeah. Jericho at double or nothing. That sounds like a, a pretty good idea. Um, it'll be interesting where, you know, that's in, that's in man. It's only, it's, it's, May, it's, it's a couple months from now. It's a, yeah, it's probably close to like six weeks from now. Cause it's at the beginning of May, isn't it? No, no, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a Memorial day weekend. Oh, that's right. End of May. Um, so uh yeah, I mean it seems like regardless he's got a couple of uh he's got a couple opponents, big name guys lined up probably to take him through the summer. If Punk's going to get a title shot, there is another pay-per-view coming up that emanates from Chicago, Illinois. It's not till September though. Yeah, all uh, all out. Yeah. 
You think they're gonna? You think anybody's doing this thing now, and he's gonna have to wait till uh, I mean, till September? Keeps getting sidetracked with stuff, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, a lot of side. Well, when you get to his age, as we know, you get sidetracked with you know side missions all the time. It's like, oh god, it's no toilet paper now. I got to run to the store and get that. Get back from the store, realize out of milk. Got to go back and get milk. Out of milk. You, How are we gonna have cereal? You're on your way home. Your checkout oil light comes on. Got to go get an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> that really should be CM Punk's story. You come back, they just leave the arena, and he's yeah, just he's doing gone yeah. for four months doing errands. Yeah, yeah, midlife uh, errands, exactly. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, so yeah, we found out that uh, the TNT title uh, for a spell evidently was being used as a sex toy of some sort. And Ty Conti put some uh, photographic evidence on Twitter, seemingly to back that up somewhat. Back that up is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Seems like they backed it up on that. Title. So of course, uh, Scorpio Sky gave uh, Dan Lambert one of the TNT titles. Uh, he dubbed them co TNT champions, and so at the end of the promo tonight, he kissed it. And then Ty and, and Sammy says, "Hey, we're we're living in your head, but you know now after that we've spent some time with the TNT title, we're living in your mouth too." Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Dan Lambert went uh, tonight. <laughs> ATM. Potentially. Maybe. Potentially. They didn't really specify. What no, they, they didn't did specify it. what kind of activities they were uh, engaging in with title. <laughs> um, oh, but I, I guess that you got to consider that. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, we'll we'll dive into that more on Friendo Club TV. Top ten sex acts that could have been done with a TNT title. <laughs> go go sub to Friendo Club TV. There you go. That one'll do sixty thousand, man. Maybe yeah, maybe sixty nine thousand even. Anyways, uh let's just go ahead and dive right into this. Sure, Kicked sure. off with just terrific wrestling. Uh CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Great match. Uh, I like your note here. Why Why is the gun club sitting ringside? Maybe so Austin Gunn can figure out how to do a Lothez press and not knock himself out. Well, it's out. funny because like they had a wide shot. I mean, it was a wide shot. I mean, the shot in that, in that back corner, the back left corner from hard camp. Mm. And just you see somebody with no shirt on kind of peek in like this to lean in the yeah. frame. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Who's that, that? who is that jackass ruining the show for somebody? Oh, that's Colton Gunn. Oh, I Gunn. can't stand when they do that. That's, yeah, this time it's Colton. That jackass is Colton Gunn. And it's so, funny because I was, yeah, I was watching my little monitor here, and I was like, that dude's face looks like Colton Gunn, but it looks like he was wearing a, a, a George Michael from Arrested Development strongman suit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I know he's a big jack dude, but just the lighting made it look like it was a fake muscle suit. <laughs> um, and so I was like, is that actually him, or just a guy who looks remarkably like him wearing a George Michael Arrested well, Development? Another uh, source of confusion I was like, isn't FTR? Didn't they get back into a thing with Young Bucks already? Oh, yeah, that was supposed to th be a thing, right? Yeah, but again, sidetracked. Side missions, they're up there in age. They're probably like mid-30s, late-30s yeah, at this point, but they look, like, they look like they're in their mid-40s. Yeah. Like, they carry themselves. Like I mean, their their theme song, which is terrific. Fantastic. But it's like, you know, reference to, they love the 80s stuff. They love 80s like, wrestling, yeah, and I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how old are you guys? Come on, what do you know about 80s, about the 80s? Probably. Come on now. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, so this is a really great match. Dax uh, from early on working over Punk's lower back. At one point, he gets distracted by a gun club. That allows Punk an opportunity to make a comeback. Uh, Dax puts that to end pretty quick. Um, you know, again, it's a really great match. Some quality storytelling. It takes Dax a couple of tries to get a sharpshooter on. Finally does. Uh, uh, Punk fights free of that uh, and then transitions to an Anaconda device uh, and Dax has to tap. And afterward, yeah, Punk does the universal sign for give me title shot or give me title. Or it's the, the discount double check. One of them. We're not really sure. Well, I mean, that was because Aaron Rodgers used to do that motion after he'd score a touchdown because, like, I'm the champ, you know. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But then it became the discount double check. Yeah, but the re- hey Rodgers. The origins of that was universal discount sign double for, check. Universal sign for championship. Universal State sign Farm for usurped it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's theirs now. Uh, let's see here. Jericho had a, a promo after that. This is one of the rare times he stumbled during a promo. Yeah, he sort of lost himself. Have you got? Did you get to the in the King of the Ring '96 thing? Which, by the way, is going to be dropping Wednesday. Next now. Wednesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get to Billy Gunn's promo? Yeah. Oh God, it's great. I watched uh, it five times. Manager. <laughs> she, it's the most Dirk Diggler thing. She's an award winner. Manager. <laughs> I think he goes award winning. Uh, manager. <laughs> I think there's an audible. And then, uh. he just, and then he just smiled really broadly. I know. I know. Anyways, uh, so uh, there is a pic that they threw up of him. And so all these AEW wrestlers, they they all have one thing in common. They're all big old nerds who didn't meet and greet with wrestlers 15 years ago. John Silver was no different. All those might have been 10 years ago. And uh, and he got a picture with him and Jericho. So he talked about that picture. Of that would be amazing if Jericho ended up getting a match of double or nothing because of a picture John Silver took with him. 15 years ago. So uh, he says, now Silver gets to have a match against the influencer. Being in the ring with me puts him on a different level, but not on my level. Garcia says, yeah, we beat up pro wrestlers because we're sports entertainers just like me. And he says, and then Jericho says, uh, we're going to future endeavor Silver and Reynolds just like we did those sons of bitches Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. He says they wouldn't shit dare show their faces around. And he had 2.0, or sorry, they're not 2.0 anymore. 
like peeking back behind the curtain. Yeah. In the little yeah. interview area to try to look for. Him. Yeah. Daddy magic, right? Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a eight-man tornado tag team action. This match was insane. Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys taking on Private Party, Butcher, and Blade. This match went all over the place. Well, they could the do concourse. this shit every. I am so glad they basically ran this back from uh, what was it, Revolution, Revolution or whatever, yeah. because this was so much fun. Sting almost immediately goes to the top turnbuckle does a splash from there to the floor on top of like whoever and played in private party yeah yeah oh man so that was terrific things really start kicking into notch butcher and blade brawl with darby up into the crowd they eventually get to like the vomitorium area the entrance into the concourse andrade yeah. comes up and blasts darby with something yeah and then butcher gets darby up in powerbomb position and starts swinging him around into the walls of the entrance and then there's stairs there Kind of gently power bombs them onto the stairs as Darby rolls to the concourse. Yeah. And so we cut away from there. Private Party is beating up Matt Hardy on the ramp. Uh, eventually, Hardy makes a comeback, looks for a side effect on Isaiah Cassidy off the stage. However, Mark Quinn hits Matt with a low blow. <clears throat> Private Party hit Matt with a side effect off the stage. We go back oh. to the concourse. Uh, at that By that point, Darby, Sting, and Je Jeff Hardy have been brawling with Butcher and the Blade. There's some tables there. They put Butcher and Blade on the tables. Jeff gets a humongous ladder, oh. sets it up near the wall, climbs to the very top, and there's a little ledge that's maybe, well, I don't know, 12 feet high. Yeah, dude. That he steps on and kind of yeah. shimmies close to the oh. table, swanton, oh. to put Butcher and Blade to the table. This was amazing. It was terrifying. It was oh all those gosh. things. It was great. Yeah. Uh, then Private Party, they're bringing Matt back to the ring. Sting, he was up in the concourse. He starts walking back through the crowd. They eventually meet uh, uh, in the ring. Uh, Sting uses a second rope to hit Isaiah Cassidy in the front area. Uh, Isaiah comes to hit Sting with a chair. Chair complete, or Sting completely no-sells. Hits a bunch of splashes on Private Party. Mark Quinn evade one. They're going for gin and juice. And Isaiah Cassidy, uh, uh, when he's going for the cutter, uh, Sting catches him. Kind of stumbles a little bit. Yeah, I think he was supposed to just go seamlessly. Yeah, right, into to the, the Scorpion Death, death Drop, maybe, yeah. yeah. Kind of stumbles, falls. They had a little bit of an issue getting back up into position, but it allows Matt Hardy to kind of come to from all the other stuff. So he hits a twist of fate right when Sting hits the Scorpion Death Drop. They get the win. Yeah, no, it was it was so much fun. Really terrific stuff. Yeah, this is, uh, this is yeah, man, my goodness. Oh, what a great way to... The first hour say, of Dynamite. Dynamite, but God, it didn't even kick it off. The yeah, first hour of Dynamite was just packed with, with awesome wrestling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, FTR cut an interview, a little promo. Oh, one, another great part about it. Somebody brought this up in chat. Was Tony Schiavone saying, you know, I told Sting when he came back, don't – I forget what the term was like a wrestling. He was like, don't catch air or something like mm. that. Uh, oh, man. It was and, – and he was just like, I told him not to do that. He was well, you know, he's not your son there, Tony. Uh, after that, we had an FTR interview. They're just sort of uh, uh, talking about the ass boys. He says, uh, you got the ass boys who think they get respect because they're who their dad is. He says, but no, they're still pups in this business. Dak says, there's a portion of the audience that doesn't care for them. And he says, uh, I get it. They've done some nasty things, but 100% of our audience can't say we're spoiled brats. Uh, he says, I can't stand spoiled brats. He says, the gun club thinks they can come into our profession, into my spot, he says, we're the best tag team on the planet. So I'm not going to call them ass boys. That's a gimmick name. I'm going to call them Billy's sons. Mm -hmm. 
then we get uh, Brian Danielson and Moxley taking on the Pillmans, Brian Jr. and Griff. Mm-hmm. So early on, they show Julia Hart. Usually she's ringside getting involved in the match, or at least, yeah. you know, uh, uh, paying attention. Here she's sitting uh, on the ring steps, mm-hmm. back to the ring, just kind of like lost in her own thoughts. Yeah, it's like me during an episode of Raw. Yeah, that's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously, look, this is the Pillmans, and it's the two like most overly booked guys in AEW. Beat the shit out of them. Beat the living shit. Just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. It really is. It really <laughs> is. I mean, like, yeah, Pillmans get some of their shit in, but man, they got destroyed. The finish was great. So mm-hmm. like. Mox and Danielson hit uh, a paradigm shift knee plus same time. And then while Danielson's doing stomps, Moxley's doing like 12 to 6 elbows. And they both lock on their submissions. Mox with the choke. Uh, Brian Danielson with the label lock. Pillman's tap. Mm -hmm. Uh, Danielson and Mox win. Regal comes from commentary. Great on commentary, as always. Awesome. Comes to the ring. Mox grabs the mic. Says, I'm a very lucky man. I've been fortunate enough to compete against the best in the world and learn from the best in the world, but there's only one man whose opinion I ever cared about, his lordship, William Regal. He says, the seal of approval from Regal is a badge of honor and it wasn't easy to get. I earned it through pain and blood, so I wear my Blackpool badge of honor with pride. He says, just like my friend, the perfect wrestler, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, they were forged in combat, and like Regal said, if you want to get in the ring with them, you better step up or get stepped on. But if anyone thinks that they have what it takes to ride with the three most sadistic people in the business, they need to reach down and find that place where you love pain. Um, if you need a badge of honor from the Blackpool Combat Club, you need to earn it the hard way. Ooh, yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Do you like pain? Are you a fan of pain? It's not my it's not my favorite thing, no. Yeah. I don't like to bleed yeah. either. Yeah, I don't really like to bleed. Mm-mm. You know. I mean sometimes it's kinda cool. You know, make you feel like a tough guy to bleed, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. If all of a sudden you're like, Oh, how did this happen? Or you know, like when when uh, when Gypsy was a little bit younger, we used to you know play fight a bunch more. Yeah, she just bite my fucking arm. <laughs> you see, <laughs> like, like, hey, look at this. I understand that, but if 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 you're doing something and, and through your own clumsiness, yeah, hurt yourself or make yourself bleed, <gasps> dude, that's the exact opposite. I feel like a fool. Yeah, no, I I know. Again, bringing it back to my dog, I was chasing her around the house one day years ago, and I I hit my toe, my baby, my little tiny toe. On uh, on the little door jam over there, split that some bitch in half. 
Why did I do that, Why Steve? Why did you do that, Steve? Sort of like one time I was hammering a nail, and instead of hammering a, a nail, a metal nail, I hammered yeah. my thumbnail, and yeah. all along the top of it, it burst. Yeah. And, it just, <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at it and was like, well, that's bad. Oh, man. Dude, we could be part of the Black Bull Combat Club. I don't think these are the bona fides that you could use to apply, Steve. I have a picture of that split toe on my phone. I could show that to Again, Regal I, right now. Regal would probably just say, how did you do that, son? And you tell my him the story. My God, man. And he say, disqualified. <laughs> oh, permanently? Disqualified. Oh, what yeah, that's bummer. the best your bona fides. Disqualified. So this got a bit contentious. MJF in this promo in Texas. Uh, because, you know, this dude, he's like, he talks a lot. Of course, the main topic of conversation was Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, Texas has as many brain cells as, as teeth. He says that being few. He said so pipe down a bit. He's like it's, He says it's a shame that Wardlow couldn't get the job done last week, especially because unlike Wardlow, I'm a man of my word. Unlike Wardlow, I honor my business agreements. He says I told Wardlow if he, if he won the TNT title, he could keep it, and I meant it. He said that's why I'm sad. That's why it's so sad he couldn't beat Sky. He says before I go on about Wardlow, I want to talk to Punk. He says, I had you beat at Revolution, just like I had you beat twice in Chicago. Trust me, we're going to do this again one day, and it's going to be the most embarrassing loss of your career. Back to Wardlow. He says, uh, he's, I'm going to start calling you a pig because you're a greedy little pig. He says, when I first met Wardlow a couple years ago, he says, it wasn't for the, him and the contract that, I, that he signed. He says, the fans wouldn't know who he is. He says, I made Wardlow, and thanks to MJF, uh, he's got a beautiful roof over his head that he shares with his mom. And he says, how does he repay me by costing me the most important match of my life? And then having the audacity to ask me to release him from his deal. He says, Wardlow, you signed a deal with the devil. And all the devil's deals are ironclad. And at this point, things got kind of weird because the crowd started chanting Jesus. But it, then it turns out I saw on Twitter there was a guy dressed up as Jesus, like in the fourth row. I guess getting a laugh out of the fact that he called himself the the devil. And then at the end, I think when Wardlow mentioned like a mark jumping over the barricade, maybe that's what he was referring to, thinking that maybe there was going to be a conversation between Jesus. I don't know. It was weird when people start chanting Jesus. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he says, uh, if you thought you had a bad performance to make your life a living hell, he says, uh, so if I tell Wardlow, you got to kick your mother out of the house and you got to do it. I own you now. Yeah, yeah. The idea is that contract is ironclad and you do whatever I say. Uh, and that goes into your personal life as well. So Wardlow comes to ringside. He's got a head full of steam, lays into security. Uh, but then there's like literally like 10 guys that have to hold him back. Uh, and that's at MJF's behest. He says, you just don't get it. You don't work for AEW. You work for me. And I don't want you around here anymore. You're trespassing, which makes you like all the fans around here. No different than if somebody jumped the barricade. He says, but I'll keep paying you to stay at home until all the fans forget about you. Until you end up the same way I found you, a nobody. And then Wardlow's like, hey, back off me, security. And they do. And he walks towards the back. And MJF says, the pinnacle isn't over. He says, contrary to what some rumors say out there, new rumors. It's not the sad last days of the pinnacle. He says, now that Wardlow's out of the way, it's only gotten better. Is he teasing a potential another member entirely of possible. Le Pinnacle? Entirely possible. And is his name Brian Cage? Maybe. Maybe. That, that would be a good spot for Cage. I think it would be. Absolutely. 
then we got Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta interview. We were supposed to get that before they could say a word. Trent steps in and says, I never liked you, Wheeler Yuta, but Chuck and Orange, they trained you. They brought you to AEW. They let you sleep on their couch, and this is how you pay them back by trying to join uh, the Regal Tough Guy Club. I'm done with you. And yeah. Wheeler says, hey, I love you all to death, but I never really liked you, Trent, either. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be the best friend I can be. I'm trying to be the best wrestler I can be. Yeah, well, then he shouldn't have joined the best friends. He should have joined. He should have started a new faction called the Best Wrestlers. Hey, that's a good idea. Best wrestlers. Right? Best wrestlers. Best wrestlers. Wheeler Yuta, Lee Moriarty. Daniel Garcia. So, well, yeah, but he's 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 the Jericho I mean, he could try to call himself a sports entertainer as many times as he wants to. He's an ill fit for that group. He needs to get some like some like uh, old school like Zack Ryder esque gear if he wants to be a sports entertainer. Yeah, you know, can't be wearing that Minoru Suzuki type stuff. Well, he did have the the JAS logo on the back of his 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 trunks. That's good. That's a start. That's a good start. Yeah, so somebody here in chat, Gareth brings up, uh, it's actually AEW Jesus. He goes to a bunch of shows. Oh. So maybe it's one of those things where it's like sort of in arena culture. You know how like everybody kind of knows, oh, he's calling himself the devil. Hey, what do you think about that AEW Jesus? You know, we're all joking around here. You know. Anyways, uh, after that, we had Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. Great Hell match. of a match. Great match. Oh, my God. Crowd was super into this, too. Yeah, they're dueling uh, Jay Lethal and Adam Cole chance throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. Yes. Another, another match where, you know, we could go through the moves, but that would uh, just go watch the match yourself. Yeah, go do it. Yeah. So at uh, one point, Redragon comes out and just kind of stands on the ramp for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this distracts Jay Lethal allows Adam Cole to hit a pump kick uh, later on. Again, Lethal has the advantage. Locks on a figure four. Redragon comes down to, to ringside. Cole gets to the bottom rope. So Cole uh, grabs onto the ring skirt and brings it to the ring. So the ref has to fix all that because that's a hazard. And that allows Redragon to distract Lethal. Cole hit a super kick. He's looking for the boom. Uh, Lethal counters with a cutter. Looks for lethal injection. Steady hand springs right into a super kick. The timing Adam Cole has on all these super kick oh counters off these moves is fantastic. Cole Unreal. falls with Panama Sunrise, gets a two. He looks for the boom. Lethal ducks that. Rolls up Cole. Redragon gets on the apron. Lethal had Cole rolled up for a good eight seconds. Oh, man. It was forever. It was forever. So he lets go of that. Looks for a lethal injection. Right when he lands, Cole hits him with a low blow. Mm-hmm. Boom for the win. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, that was that was a hell of a match. Really so Cole match. gets on the mic, says, There is nobody on the planet Earth who deserves the AEW title more than me. Hangman stole his victory at Revolution. He says, Two of the last three matches, I've won. He says, Last week, when I was pinning Jungle Boy and staring at Paige, he says, I saw fear because I know, because he knows, I'm the man who's going to take his title. I'm a champion. I'm a winner. He says, I bring the fight. And speaking of that, Hangman Page is a coward. He doesn't have the guts to come here and face me man to man. Q Hangman Page's awesome music. Mm-hmm. He comes down. Uh, <clears throat> he gets in. He steps up to Cole and Redragon. Page takes off his title, blasts Cole and fit. Uh, I'm sorry, his actual his belt, belt. His yeah. actual belt. So he puts the title down. He takes his belt off, and he starts whipping him with it. And uh, and so uh, he lays, starts laying into Kyle O'Reilly, who sort of stays in the ring instead of getting gets out of it. Cole comes up behind him, low blows him. Uh, Hangman collapses. They all take boots to Page. Cole grabs the AEW title. Jurassic Express comes out to make the save, but they're doing the thing where somebody steals the title. Yep. Are, are you a fan of this kind of trope? We see it every once in a while. Yeah, we do. Wrestling. We do. We do. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you know, the, the actual trope of stealing the title, I'm fairly indifferent, is what they do with, 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 with the belt post-theft. Yeah. That is yeah. going to be interesting or not. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, belts, post-coital belts, perhaps. Well, first, there was a pretty good Lance Archer, Dustin Rhodes video no, page. I was going to, I had a smooth thing. I, I know, but say, hey, man, Sammy we got to get this all in. Back. All right, continue. I, I was going to get go there. I was going to say Sammy Guevara and Ty Connie had an interview, but first... There was Lance Sorry. Archer and Dustin Rose video package. Uh, that was really good. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not a mind reader yet. My apologies. <laughs> After that, we had Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti interview. Sammy says, I lost the TNT title three weeks ago. He says, but I still have the ring. And when I'm inside of it, I promise to give the fans a show like no one else. So I'll do something so crazy. It'll make the fans stand up and chant. Holy shit. He says, I've heard it before. Uh, he says, I've heard before that I can't do this style forever. He says, screw it, it's worth it because of the fans. You got to give something to get something. Yeah. And what the fans have given me, everything I wanted in this business until now. And then Ty takes the mic, says, we want payback. He says that uh, Paige Van Zant is going to get her ass kicked like she did her entire fighting career. And Sammy says they'll take on eight members of the whole Men of the Year America top team uh, unit. This brings out Dan Lambert and Men of the Year. Lambert talks a bunch. Not getting into it because it's not interesting. Uh, <laughs> at yeah. the end of which, he's, he asks Sky and Paige if they have any interest in a match. They say no. They all start to walk away. And that's when Sammy says to Dan, you know, we live in your head. And if you only knew what uh, Ty and myself did while wearing that belt, then you know that we live in your mouth too. Well, because Lambert, he says, well, kiss this goodbye. And he kissing it, yeah. And he kisses it. And then Sammy says, you know, we, we put our butts on that belt. Mm-hmm. And now you're kissing my butthole, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, so, yeah. Something along those lines, yes. And then he had to go and, like, wash his mouth out with soap or something, like a Christmas story. I don't know what he did. Don't know either. Some, some disinfectant, perhaps. Perhaps. Perchance got some Lysol. Yeah. Some, maybe some Lysol. Yeah, there you go. Uh, at least brushed his teeth. Uh, after that, we had a Ricky Starks uh, swerve video package. Uh, and then on Rampage, they got a Fatua title match coming yeah. up. So that yeah. should be that should be a hell of a match. I like the idea they're pushing here where Starks and potentially other members of the AEW roster are a bit resentful of new talent coming in. I know. I like that. I think that's solid. Um, my question to you is, are they just going to get like a swerve loss out of the way here? Because it's it's a, it's a FTW title match. It's Rampage. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly this can go. Hobbs can get in the way. Hook could get in the way. Keith Lee is going to be involved somehow. It's probably going to be an overbooked mess. Um, they don't generally do DQs. No, I think they've done one. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's not. That doesn't really happen. They just a whole did their lot. first countout uh, loss. I think uh, the Butcher lost to Darby via countout. Was that literally like the first? That was last. Yeah, I think that was the last countout loss. I was on Rampage. Wow. So what's another way um, someone could lose? That's not by pin or submission. 
I mean, like a double, a, a no contest, Something double like count that. out. They really do that kind of stuff like that. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm I'm fine if it's if it's a protected loss, which this is going to be. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm fine just sort of getting Swerve's first loss out of the way. Um, but uh, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. So yeah. the, the meat of this match is going to be really good. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Swerve is hell of a wrestler. Yep. Ricky Starks is great. Yeah. Uh, then we got Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. That's where half this match happened outside of the ring before the match even began. Because mm-hmm. Layla like boots Red Velvet off the apron when she's making her entrance. They're brawling ringside a ton. And then Red Velvet hits a Rana off the ring steps, puts Layla back in the ring. Bell rings match actually starts. This match was really good. Yeah, no, it, it was, was really it was terrific, good. Yeah. Um, and in the end, uh, Layla Hirsch, due to a bit of subterfuge on her part, got the win. So she goes to the floor and you see her doing something back like uh, uh, around the hip of her tights. And she mm-hmm, goes yeah. over the ring and pulls out the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And then she gets in the ring. And I was like, there wasn't a ref bump. Uh, Bryce Remsburg's there. He's going to see that you hit Red Velvet with that turnbuckle. You're going to get disqualified. Mm-hmm. It's all subterfuge. So she's like, hey, I'm going to hit you. Bryce takes it to and getting rid of it. She pulls that thing out she got from, she, she had hidden in her tights. Mm-hmm. Decks Red Velvet with it and covers covers her to get the win. It's like that time Sting took off his mask, but he had his. It was, it was, it was just a Sting face paint underneath. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. So uh, after the back. Kevin Nash in the wheelchair. With yeah, the that was leg. a good swerve. <laughs> that was a fantastic That's one of my swerve. favorite gifts. Love it. One of my favorite Love gifts. Love it. So after the match, uh, Layla Hirsch hits Red Velvet with some ground and pound, locks on a cross arm breaker. Chris Stantlander runs out to make the save. Yup. Uh, after that, we had a Jade Cargill smart mark interview. Tony Schiavone. Uh, mark says, we're not here to talk about her next opponent. <clears throat> she wants to talk about what happens after the match. Jade wants to talk about the celebration after she wins. She wants a bunch of, I love your notes here. She wants a bunch she of green stuff. She was listing off a bunch of stuff, and it was all green, like confetti and a bunch confetti. of other stuff. And she, like, she took wants a, to, yeah. she wanted, uh, uh, what did she say? The best suit with green trim. Yes. And she needs, most important, she seemed to emphasize this, Fine exotic dancers. Yeah, and then even more green stuff. I mean, the the general thesis was, and she kind of said in passing, kind of under her breath a little bit, I want a better celebration than Thunder Rosa cut. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, if yeah. they're already building towards that feud? Yeah. Yeah. God, you don't think they're going to do title for title at double or nothing, do you? Not that soon, no. Yeah. Maybe it all went up. Yeah. Well, that'd be crazy. Uh, so yeah, that was good stuff. And then she tells Tony to cut the shit. Yeah. Uh, after that, we were supposed to have Thunder Rosa's first interview after winning the AEW Women's Championship. She's uh, immediately entered by Vicky Guerrero, and the segment was not good. Not good. It was all a setup for Nyla Rose to layer out from behind. Uh, you get that high of Thunder Rosa winning the the title, and I'm cool with Nyla being her first opponent. I think that could be a great match. Could be a really good feud. It just and someone in chat said it before we started. This is like how all a Nyla feud starts. She just yeah. Vicky starts talking to somebody. Nyla attacks him from behind, and it just was not a great segment. You know, man. In fact, it, kinda, it, was, it was a pretty bad segment. It kind of speaks to the same thing we've said about Lambert. Ethan Page is a terrific talker. Scorpio Sky is a terrific talker. Nyla Rose is great on the mic. Nyla Rose is great on the mic. She's one of the best follows on Twitter. She is an incredibly clever person. Absolutely. She doesn't need this shit, man. Not at all. Not at all. 
like when you have a combination of her of her size, her power, and the wit, and the and the mic, why do you need a Vicky Guerrero? I don't get it. I don't get it. And, yeah. and then it also felt like they were rushing through this whole segment because maybe the show was running late or something. Um, I don't know. It just was not. It wasn't good. It wasn't mm-hmm. good. It wasn't yeah. good. It was a bummer because I think the match is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the feud will hopefully pick up from here, but this was not a strong way to, to start it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, we had our main event after that. It was uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, the Dark Order, versus Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia, sports entertainer. Uh, before that, you know, the crowd, they do the singing Jericho song and everything. And uh, uh, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, got on the mic, says, the crowd doesn't appreciate the fact that Jericho allows them to sing that song. If we're up to Daddy Magic, there'd be no singing, be no song. Then we get the match. We get the match. It was a solid bout. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Silver and Reynolds are a fantastic tag team. The way they can put together a, a lot of offense in like 30 seconds yeah. is damn yeah, impressive. Yeah, that bit where uh, Silver was running around the ring just laying everybody oh, I love out doing a bunch that. of crazy shit. I love yeah, that was that, good. Man. Finished with a splash on Jericho in the middle of the ring. That man. was so good. Even that's that bit where... Uh, uh, they hit that suicide dive brain buster combo to the floor on Jericho and then they get back in the ring and do like an assisted uppercut on Jer- on Garcia and you go back to, to ringside and Jericho kicks the steps and you think oh he's just angry but then yeah. he does that and he bumps and Aubrey turns around and sees Dark Order members uh, Alan Angels and Ted were there 10 yeah and, and she's like did you do this and they protest nonetheless they get kicked out of ringside mm-hmm, yeah was that good. was fun that was yeah, it was fun. good stuff. It was a really fun match. It was a fun match. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Alex Reynolds is running the ropes. He's in the ring with Garcia. Garcia distracts the ref, and then Jericho hits Reynolds in the back with Floyd the Bat. And Garcia puts on uh, some uh, uh, a version of the Scorpion Deathlock to get the win. Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. Although we might have to start calling that. If Brett shows up. The commentary com- called uh, during the Dax match. They called it Sharpshooter. Ooh. Dax Boy, that, that's, that's sort of difficult. Like, you know. You got Brett and Sting in the company. Is it like only when Sting does it you call it a death? Well, Steve, it's not the first time that's happened. They've never been in the same uh, company before, ever. And the fact that your camera's frozen, I think, validates that completely wrong fact. All right, let's go ahead and answer some questions. I have a thread right here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson got all sorts of bonus content over there. We had an episode of Overrun, our bonus podcast for the week. Uh, where we talk about all sorts of stuff. This week we talked about who was the early uh, candidates, who are the early candidates for Wrestler of the Year yes. 2022. It was a pretty fun discussion we had over there, man. Indeed, indeed. indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, Jorge here. D has a good question. With Bret Hart incoming, which other WCW old men do you want to be incoming and who will they be paired with? Sid. Sid. I don't care who. Sid. Who, yeah, okay. Um, Buff Bagwell. All right. I want him to be paired with. Did. Before Austin, did Pillman tag with anybody? Who were, well, no, who were the American males? It was Buff and. Uh, Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Scotty Riggs comes in with the Pillmans, I guess. Oh, all right. All right. Live still? I don't know. Anyways, uh, Dave Matushek. 
Uh, no, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Soakin Rose says, who is the one wrestler in AEW that you would say is not connecting with the crowd? The one wrestler one in AEW who's not connecting with the crowd. Uh, Dan Lambert. Yeah, it's got it's Lambert, right? And I guess by proxy to a degree, that would mean Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I would say Ethan Page. I think that Scorpio Sky has with the with the crowd generally speaking. I think mm-hmm. he's got a bit more of the benefit of the doubt. I think he's you know because he's been around for so long. Yeah, uh, Ethan Page. I feel like he's kind of been not used to his potential throughout mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah, there was a brief little glimpse I think of what he can do when he's ha- he had that little short feud with Darby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was good, but we haven't really seen him much do much of anything since then. Yeah, Thomas Dunnigan asks uh, if we agree that Cesaro is perfect for the Blackpool Combat Club. Absolutely. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Why not both? Because one thing that one thing that Samoa Joe brings, same as Mox and Danielson, is is his connection with the crowd, is his ability to speak on the mic. They can all hold their own on the mic. Yeah. Well, you don't want dad jokes in this thing? Not really. Not really. Oh, look, I think there's a place for in AEW. I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I know there's probably a lot of people who disagree. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't see Cesaro as being, like, the violent guy anyways. Like, it's he's not known for that. Like, Mox, Danielson to a degree in WWE, but certainly before WWE. Yeah. And Samoa Joe, even in WWE, they're all known as like violent people. Yeah. This fit fits. Yeah. Well, if you watch Samoa Joe's match against uh, Jay Briscoe, he's a violent dude too. Um, that's where Jay Briscoe's blood was all coagulating. Some yeah, that's why I'm saying Samoa Joe yeah. would be great. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, great. yeah, just like Samoa, like a Cesaro. I don't. I I just don't see it. I don't see. It. All right. Very well. Fine. But yeah, Samoa, yeah, Samoa Joe, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I won't argue with Joe. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Moses supposes with Archer versus Dustin taking place in Dustin's hometown. Is there any chance he actually wins? Yes. I I wouldn't. There's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put high confidence points on it. Dustin might be the type though that says, Hey, Tony, I know you like to reward wrestlers being in their hometowns and shit, but let me take the L here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. They got to build up Archer and Dustin's a professional, so I could see him saying, "Hey, totally, I'm totally do this." Right? Totally. It was pretty wild uh, during that video package they ran with them, going back to their previous match where they had it in the what, the the Nightmare Factory training mm-hmm. yeah. facility. Yeah. This is this is weird. They were only there for like what a couple shows. If if they were there for like what three episodes or something, something? like that. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. yeah. No man, they had to. They, man, they had to scratch and claw for those episodes every single week. Yeah, they did. They yeah, absolutely. Did. Um, Xavier Gray, will Julia Hart ever get to see with both eyes again? I mean, Pac did. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I wonder if her if hers is going to be revealed to be just like psychological. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, he also asked, "Who do you think should dethrone Sky as the TNT champion?" Keith Lee. Uh, I'm going to say at what pay-per-view is in at full gear, November, a man called Sting. Mm. Because he's on my predictions, I think, for being ending the year as champion. (laughs) I think I have Keith Lee ending my year as TNT champ. So that is highly likely. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. 
Nicholas Price. I think we answered this question before, but uh, we'll we'll mention it again. So yeah, with them making such a big deal about the thirtieth win for Jade. Yeah, talking about of course looking past their opponent, the not caring party, yeah. who it is. Yeah, the after party. Any chance there's an upset there? No. No, I'd be pretty surprised. I would put high confidence points on Jade winning that yeah. match. Now she might be surprised by somebody really taking her to her limit. Mm-hmm. So this could be the story beat where now she's on the verge of winning thirty in the row. Maybe she's, you know, a bit full of hubris at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she's going to come really darn close to losing. It's going to be that wake up call for her that that she can't let her foot off the gas at any moment. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. now that she's champion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miku asks, make a preliminary list of matches you want to see at double or nothing. So, okay. Paige and Jericho. Paige Jericho. <sighs> what about Punk versus Cole? That could be good. You know, Punk's doing the discount double check. Uh, you know, maybe he says, hey, I want to make sure I can beat the guy who almost beat Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. And him and Cole, that's that's a dream match right there. I want there. to beat the guy who is, is, is first not champion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that'd be that. good. Uh, who I guess it'd probably be Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose then. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jade versus. Oh, jeez. Um, Jade versus. I mean, maybe like Brit. If you want to bring some star power to that, yeah, maybe. Uh, or like a, a debut, like an Athena or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express, I don't know, I kind of feel like it's time for them to lose the belts. They need to lose those titles. I kind of want them to lose, like, whatever pay-per-view they do, Hangman versus Adam Cole, they need to lose there to... Ideally, Santana Ortiz, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. They need to lose it to Mox and Danielson. I don't think that's going to happen, but this is me booking it. Mox and Danielson, and then Santana Ortiz fights them, and they could lose the title. They can lose their first title... I don't know if this is their first one, but they can lose their first high profile uh post inner circle title match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually. And then on this yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And then on night two of Double or Nothing, because it's a two night affair. Oh wow. Uh Mox wins the AEW title and uh uh Danielson wins the TNT title. All right. And then loses it to Sting December thirty first. But then that was earlier in the show. Later in the show, Sting loses to Keith Lee. Keith Lee, NCR TNT champion. <laughs> Damn you. You just <laughs> scooped me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Mayor of Planet Houston with Wardlow seemingly out of AEW storyline-wise. Which faction should hire him to be part of them now? This is like this is one of those things where it's like, Hi, uh, Tony, Steve from WrestleJuice. My partner, Larson, from WrestleFarts, and I have a question. Uh, why wouldn't you hire Wardlow? <laughs> like, why, why didn't you do that? I know. Can you buy Wardlow out of his contract? That being said, put Wardlow in Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> He's pretty violent with all those power bombs. He is pretty violent. Yeah, that, that's a man who likes violence. That's good, as long as it's not Claudio Cameraman. Put Claudio Cameraman, they need to make the AV Club. How about that? Oh, that's good. Because he's the cameraman. He is, audiovisual club. Cameraman Claudio. Uh, Cornbread Haas says, with criticism Tony Khan has gotten on his booking of black wrestlers, who do you think will be the first black AEW champion considering the most over guys are Jay Lethal and Keith Lee? 
but it doesn't seem like they'll be competing for the title anytime soon. Heck, give Jade the title and do something oh. WWE couldn't even do with China. That would be great. Dude, what do we say about Tony Khan? He always takes like the good ideas WWE has, and then yeah. they don't run with it, and then he runs with it? Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, that being said, I think Keith Lee probably has the best chance, but they have something special with Swerve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Swerve's great. Uh, oh, this is great. We'll end on this one. Uh, oh, actually, we'll, we'll do this one first. Did WWE, from Nikhil, did WWE seemingly forget that the Hall of Fame is next Friday? There's only three inductees so far. Yeah. Well, considering it's after <laughs> SmackDown, they probably want to keep the ceremony short. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, they'll, I imagine they'll the, be the, the first two uh, uh, induction speeches are probably going to be pretty quick. And yeah, they're going to give Mark Calloway as much time as he wants to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll end on this one. Don Wagner, Patrick Sparks, the B-Man. Who in AEW gives you Von Wagner forgot to wear underwear vibes and why? QT Marshall. Mm. He seems I like mean, he's a guy, yeah. Tonight, Sammy Guevara. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he even does. He just wears like gray sweatpants. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll talk a little bit more. Sure. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.